Well, uh, welcome to the Skits Up podcast. So today, uh, again, you get to hear my voice instead of Paul's because Paul is not here with us today. So he had some things at work, which, you know, cannot be helped. But um, we have uh, Frank. So Frank, say hi. Frank, say hi. <laughs> hi, amazing. And uh, we have <laughs> a very, a very nice guest today, none other than Vincent Offenbeck from Ego Drift. So he's uh, here with us and he'll join us this evening. So hi, Vincent. Hi there. Thanks for having me on the show. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. And uh, just like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this from uh, from Freefall because it seems like every time that they get a guest that has you know uh, a last name that is not easily pronounceable, they they say this. So, um, did I actually pronounce your name correctly? A hundred percent. This often back is actually not that complicated once you try a hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> No, it's, it's Vincent. Vincent is fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, of course, today we're going to talk then uh, about motors because Ego Drift is all about motors, right? Yes. Awesome. So, Frank, do you want to get started or do you want me to get started? Actually, I, I, I do. I do. Vincent, usually we ask people about what they're flying and their stuff like that. And being that you've told us so much that it's not really worth talking about, I was going to ask you, what make what made you want to get into motors what was your reasoning for getting into creating a company for helicopter motors that was utah that was my my partner and, and dear brother utah his passion for motors got me well he put me right in mm -hmm. yeah. cool man cool um how long has ego drift been in, in the works like how when did you guys get into well, the idea of just yesterday, we celebrated our fifth anniversary, plus awesome. about a year, a year and a half of, of, you know, company in the making, preparing everything. So a little over six years now. Awesome. 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 Do you guys do anything other than helicopter motors? We do large UAV applications, industry motors. So the largest motor we have right now, I think is for, I think, 200 kilos of thrust. The biggest standard model that we have is like ready for standard order is a 150-50 stator with 100 kilo thrust on 60-inch props. That's quite wow. impressive to watch. That is very, that's very big. The largest project we've done is a one-ton takeoff weight now. So that's... that's One ton? Yes. Wow. So almost my car, almost, almost the weight of my car. Wow, that's impressive. So is that for human application or just UAV application? Actually, human flight or... Or can you even talk That's about That's where we want to go. Yeah, I can, I can. The, the goal, the human flight is basically where we would like to go. But I think that the market isn't just not there yet. At the same time, if you want to be there when the market's ready, you, you need to be there in the beginning. And that's what we're trying to do. The one-ton one that I just referred to was um, goods transportation. So that was shifting goods between warehouses. So now I, you know, we've talked to you, Mia, brilliant uh, hours and hours on Messenger about business and stuff like that, you know, and how do you find the hobby business different than you do like the professional business where you're dealing with people that do this for a living that are life dependent? So how, how do you know that, how, what differences do you see in the two? There is, it's a difficult question. So I think that the hobby industry, if you will, has knows no times. So it's a 24-7 okay. 
plus add in all the time zones because we have we have a lot of customers in the US, we have customers in Europe, uh, we have our factory in uh, in Asia. So let's say I'm switching between basically almost all of the continents at the same time, and there's never never a minute where no not anybody or somebody's not awake. So that's that's a little challenging. So managing 24 hours, so let's say packing all the stuff that is to do in all the time zones in one in one day, that's a bit of a challenge. At the same time, I find the hobby industry like really, really, really rewarding because it's mm-hmm. for me it's a chance for us. And you fly our motors, people are usually very, very happy, and you, you you bring joy to the people, and that's something that I really, really dig in this. Well, I wouldn't want to do anything else for my life. That's that's for sure. Oh man, that's awesome. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I've met, you know it's funny. I've been you know I run the hangout, and that's, there's almost five thousand people, and I've never had anyone ever complain about the eco drift brand so you know congrats to that that, that that's that's Thanks so much that is <laughs> that is an honor worth having honestly you know because you know I, what i've learned from rc helicopter pilots that they're not shy to t- uh, express their opinion about anything you know there are some diehards out there the people that love certain brands and there's no changing that you know but so far everybody that's flown your stuff and you and i want to ask you about your team because you know my own partner in business and the hangout and we manage a team together. Chris loves your motors to death. He, he talks to me about them on the daily basis. He's always <laughs> telling me how, how great they are, how cool they calm down. And I just wanted to see what is your, and as a, as a team manager, what is kind of some of your logic and reason after going after certain guys, you know, and, and going after and developing your team as just to learn from it. Anything. So the basic, I have a, a couple of rules that I've always um, applied to our selection for teams. And uh, I've mentioned these, I don't know, a dozen times. But the first prerequisite for me is, okay, if, if you want to be on our team, you need to be flying our motors already because that's something mm-hmm. that anything else just wouldn't make any sense to me. Uh, why would I you know, want to represent a brand that I have no first experience with? doesn't make any sense. For the same reason, and this is something that we've we've learned in the past from 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 uh, from the past the, our past in the company is that we want people to, to to buy their first motors. Let's say we wouldn't take anybody on on the team who hasn't purchased their products for for money because it would taint their opinion and it would you know bias them. And this kind of paid promotion, if you will, the customers, everybody in the hobby is just clever enough just to see right through it. So that's something that. I've, always a hoop that I've always even even top names in the in the in the hobby that I've always made jump through this hoop of okay uh, please do me a favor go buy a motor and then come back to me and tell me you want to fly our products because this, the third rule is we want our pilots to fly our motors because they wouldn't want to fly anything else and not because they got them cheaper so yeah. those three if those three don't put you off then we will consider you that that's great so now my question is to you how do you deal okay so you you got you might not know this, but you have two world champions uh, yes. in your team. So, how what is it like dealing? And I, they're on my they're on my teams as well. And I'm I'm actually I'm part of one of their teams, and I fly for one. So, what is it like dealing with Kenico and Campo Nine? Like, I've I have nothing but great things to say about them, but I'm not their sponsor. They are crazy. They are crazy <laughs> in their own way. I, I recall in Global 3D back in 2019 when. I had the idea because two of our guys were sleeping in a different in a different house, different location, and I thought, okay, we have to do some kind of a team team event to like bring people together at night. 
And so I just handed out an invitation saying, okay, there's going to be dinner at our house tonight because we, we rented a big house for 10 people. And so, okay, there's dinner there at, at nights. They asked me like, which time it is? Uh, well, okay, maybe eight o'clock. And I had never seen this house before. I, I arrived in, in the Netherlands in the morning, went straight to the field. And I just knew that there are going to be some few guests in the evening in a house, in a kitchen that I've never seen before. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to cook dinner for everybody. And <laughs> like 5 p.m.-ish, people came up to me and said, hey, when are we supposed to be at the house? And I told them, okay, eight. And then I grabbed a, a piece of paper and a pen and just, you know, started to jot down names of who's going to come. And I had 28 names on that list like 20 minutes later. <laughs> So I, I went, I went up to Utah and told him like, you know, it's now it's like six twenty in the evening. We should probably get to a supermarket, get some stuff, and then I should probably see this kitchen because I hadn't before. I had no idea what kind of possible kind of uh, cooking supplies I'd find in there. And so I thought, okay, I'm gonna make tacos, and I'm like. I went to the supermarket, we loaded the car with, I don't know, it was eight kilograms of meat and it was four kilograms of cheese. And I think it was a hundred taco shells. So there was like huge kind of groceries. Went to the house, started cooking at seven and the final guest tour was 33 at eight. And when you came into that house, it was basically <laughs> some of the, the VIPs of the hobby just chilling on the couch or dealing with a jet lag. So you had Kenny Cole sleeping on one couch. You had Campanoil just, you know, taking a quick nap before the others came at, on the other couch. Uh, Jason Lynn there and, and the, basically all of our European team members there. That was one big party. And I think that's how everybody feels about the secretive team that we call the Irish family. It's like, it's one big party and everybody's having a lot, a lot of fun. And as long as people have fun, everything's easy. Yes, for sure. For sure. Khan and Kenny, they, they, are, they train like crazy. And I have mad respect for somebody uh, who, go, who gets up in the morning, gets some hours of training in. Like Khan, I've said this before, like he gets up like really early, like 5 a.m. Uh, to drive to the field just because come 8 o'clock, it's just too hot to fly there. So he wow. gets up in the morning, drives to the field until like 8 o'clock. Then uh, does all his regular day stuff. So I think he's, he's training to be a software software engineer as well. And at night when yeah. the sun starts to set, he goes back to the field to tr get some more hours in. And I have a lot of respect for people who, who you know, put so many hours into training and perfecting something. Yeah, it's it's funny that all the guys that I've, that that fly your stuff that are in your team, you know, and um, I always talk about the you guys' work ethics and how much effort you guys are always there and wanted to give you big props on that because it's pretty, it's, it's really adamant in, the, in your team and everything that you guys do. I think the main, the main characteristic that we look for in, in, in our team guys, and I don't even distinguish between pro pilots and, and supporters in our team because there are guys that, that help to set us, uh, help us to set up uh, events. There are guys who are, uh, you know, participating in the competition. There are other guys who are organizing set competitions. So I think this is there's one big, big ego drift family. Everybody in there is putting all the effort in that they can all the time. And I sure. think that that the thing that complements the motors and our motors are really great. And I have nothing but positive things to say about our motors. But the thing that is that you only learn once you get in closer contact with our brand is is the whole the whole atmosphere around it the whole service around it the whole spirit around it 
And I think that's, if the motors make you come to our brand, I think your spirit is what makes you stay. That's, that's awesome. So I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, I could be wrong, you guys used to do motors for quads. Yes. Do you guys still do that? No. Or like racing quads? For racing quads? No, no. We've, 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 dis- we've discontinued that almost two years ago, even over two years ago. Wow. So you guys are, st- of course, doing the UAV stuff, but mostly just helicopter sets. Yes. So that's it's awesome. Our, yeah, the, the, the products that we do as Ego Drift and as our Ego Drift company are, I would say, like to 90%, 90% helicopter motors. So in the hobby industry right now, all we're doing is helicopter motors. We're working on something else as well. But the, the whole FPV racing scene, it was really interesting. It was fun. It was, it was part of the, the stuff that got us to where we are now. So it's, um, but it's, uh, that's done. So that's something we stopped two okay. years ago. Do, do you guys see yourself anytime in the near future doing airplane uh, motors? You can see me smiling right on the call. So yes, that's something, <laughs> that's something that we've been working on for several years now. Okay. Because Yutao, who is the, the mastermind behind the motors, uh, he's, he's been in the hobby for forever. He's been in the hobby for like 20 years now. And he's originally, he's an airplane guy. So cool. he, he's, he has even got a pilot's license for real planes. So like he can, wow. you could just see, find a video of him flying a jet plane, like a real one sitting in there doing loops. So he's just nuts. But Utah is an airplane guy and we took one and a half years to develop the first helicopter motor. Okay. And he's putting in even more time to perfect the uh, plane motors just because it's his baby and he's trying to get them perfect. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's that's good. Constant development, you know, and yeah, uh, seeing that it's really really cool because they do feed into each other. The the helicopter motors and the uh, airplane motors, you know, you're doing different testing on them could give you, and they're very different from each other too. Yeah, you know, yes. Uh, but I, I won't lie to you. We've got a lot of requests for airplane motors from people who've been flying our helicopter motors, and who talk to some friends, you know, at the field, like, oh yeah, do they do they do plane motors as well? I don't know, but I'm gonna ask. So I get a lot of these requests of people who are like, are you, are you planning to come up with something? Um, yes, when the time is right and when we've done that. And, and yeah, The whole COVID situation has put a bit of a dent in our development in some, in some ways because okay. for one, you need to travel to the people to test it with them. Uh, sometimes you need partners to develop something. So electronics, for example, they need some, some partners usually to develop. Yeah, but overall, it's, it's, it has slowed down development of the new project, at least now we're we think we're back on track with the uh, new 40 size HT motors that I've just uh, presented yesterday. I think it was the new design reveal of the of the new beta series and the 40 size stator, uh, 40 stator size 10 HT motors, so 4025, 4035. And I think it's the first, the first time, because I was supposed to do a show tonight, so I'm going to reveal this here. There's a 4030 now as well, a 4030 HT that we didn't have before. Nice. Oh, you know, it's funny because I'm looking at, at your motors right now, and you literally have run the gamut. You have one for every taste. There's not a helicopter out there that you guys can't. Yep. You guys are cup. You're covering all your bases. It's fairly you know when all our motors are hand wound so this gives us a lot of room or let's say a lot of flexibility in how we build motors and i'm very very proud of the whole of the whole way that our manufacturing process is structured because we're Mm -hmm. building we're building the components to assemble the motors basically almost built to order so we're preparing we're preparing the status we're preparing we're preparing the bells 
And then it's, it's a question of, okay, you need a, I don't know, a 520 kV. So we're going to have to do, take this winding pattern to get the 520 kV. Um, and depending on, I don't know, the, the model, be the scale model, be it one of the Tango models, they're going to get different mounting holes in the base. But this is basically almost all, all broken down to, to the biggest common denominator and then just finishing from there. It's for the same reason that we can do all the, the custom wines. As you, I think I told you before, that we do custom wines and usually within 24 hours and then no extra charge. So there's oh, never wow. a charge. There's never a charge, but we usually do it in 24 hours. Sometimes it takes 30 hours maybe. But usually if you come up to me and tell me you need a, I don't know, some exotic KV, like a 720 KV, I'm going to check with the factory. They're going to do a test wine and say, okay, the options are 735 and 715, pick one. And then you tell me, okay, go with the lower one because I want to lower, run lower high speeds. And then usually just a couple hours later, it's ready for shipment. Hold on, hold on, because I want to make sure people know this one. So essentially, so hypothetically, let's say I am running a, like a TDS, T, TDS, which is a, it's a low head speed machine. So you could build me a motor. If you don't have one that works with it, I could contact you and literally say, hey, man, I need to get a motor for this KB. And you would turn it around for us, for the average person, within 24 hours. Absolutely. Or, that is awesome, Vincent. You know, that's, that, that is very awesome, actually. That's, that, that's I tell you, it's, you, the motors are awesome. The service around it is, is really something. Because, yeah, that's, we're very proud of that. That is very cool. You know, a um, couple of years ago there at Ercha, uh, you know, the BK guys did a podcast and they were talking to Luca. And I remember how excited they sounded when he said, Luca, yeah, we'll do it for free. Just tell us what you want to put on it. It was just engraving on a V-bar case. And I was like, man, that is cool. So you took that right there and you like multiplied it to times like a thousand. I said, you tell me the KV that you want and we'll build you the motor for it. And on top of that, we're going to do it for no extra cost. And if you're, if you're <laughs> asking me really nicely and if you're one of, you know, not... If you if it's gonna be your first motor, we won't usually do that. But let's say if you're if you're a regular customer and you ask us very very nicely, we can even do a custom lasering on top. Oh, that is cool! Uh, you might have seen a few that's uh, there's a few out there. Um, yeah. Hamish has one in Australia. Some of our guys have have one in Europe, uh, where we yeah. have the pilot name lasered onto the motor, but like it's yeah. integrated into the whole top uh, bell design. It's not just awesome. on the side somewhere. It's just really integrated into the sticker bump. So another question that I remember seeing this on a post, and I didn't, I didn't delve into it quickly there because like I, was, I was hoping one day we would get you here on the podcast. Tell me about the logo. Let me, sh I, nobody's going to see that, but if you look very closely, this infinity symbol has an E yeah. and a D in it. Okay. There's an ego drift. There's an ego drift hidden in this logo. Gregory, our art, our art director, did that in early 2016 uh, he came up with that and it was yeah we just didn't take us a minute to say yeah that's what we're gonna run with that's very cool so it's actually the infinity sign and the e energy really cool I, and there's, a, I, and there's I an e the... and a d in there yeah so look if the, if the left side has an e and the right side has a d yeah, is, i saw that you don't I see that at first but when you look start looking at it for for an extended period of time you're like wait there's something there so i liked it that's that's very cool. So, so Javier, now you can, if we ever need a motor, you can ask Vincent over here to, put, to make you one and then put I hate nitro on it because our friend Javier over here hates anything to do with nitro yeah, or internal combustion. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's, 
that's perfect. That that is that is perfect. The world should be a little bit more, you know, a little bit more green. I think that everyone wants, you know, our planet to continue on living. So, you know, a pollutant like nitro, you know, it's just bad. It's just bad for the environment. I mean, so electric motors are the way to go. There is there is something I, I gotta say. There is something to nitro from from a, you know, the smell and everything, but from a power perspective. Nitro just can't compete. No, yeah. never. I agree. Nitro yeah, I mean, is like you know the the, the uh, kind of a passion that you come back to just for 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 smelling it, for feeling it, for hearing it, for the flight time maybe. But if you want yeah. power, the the raw brutal power, nothing beats electro. Yeah, for yeah, sure. for sure, for sure. I agree. I mean, uh, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. Uh, you know, I th these guys want to. When I get me into a nitro, but uh, but I you know I, I resist I resist very very hard I hang on to my fingernails I love my you, batteries and my motors. Aren't oh. you building a 580 right now? No 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 you got me mistaken I have a 570 I have a 570. 570 a 570 electric and a 500 electric and uh, and a project in the works but um, but yeah right now I those are the two helicopters that I'm flying right now. I have two small ones, but as a shameless plug, I'm actually selling those to fund the new project. I have a 380 uh, and, a, and a 420. I don't know if you notice a pattern there of all goblins, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of goblins. So, um, so yeah, I'm getting rid of the small ones to try to, uh, to fund and the new project. The, the new project is something that you are not at liberty to talk about, right? Yes, yes. I, I don't know. I don't know if you ever heard about a podcast, which is probably, you know, the granddaddy of all the, the RC helicopter podcast, RCHN. And uh, they talked about uh, Secret Squirrel, you know, when mm -hmm. they had a project that they call it the Secret Squirrel. So that's my Secret Squirrel for now. You know, I have a project that, that you know, I'm very excited about. Um, I hope that everything materializes, you know, to get that project done. But uh, I already I already know what it is. But of course, I, I don't want to say it. I want it to be like a like a surprise. And you know, I do like do like a reveal on Instagram. You know, those the kinds of things. You need a motor for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Kinda I know, I know. If it's oh. if it's motor powered, let me know. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Hey, uh, Vincent, there's some some listeners that have said, you know, there's there's a, a little lack of information about um, getting started in the hobby. You know, uh, everyone talks about, you know, oh, uh, 40, 45, 30 and, you know, 40, 25 and, you know, 720 KV and 512. You know, everyone, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like knows about it. But uh, sometimes beginners, you know, don't really know what they need or what they want, you know. Um, so I would like to, to see, Vincent, if you can help us out, you know, a quick overview of, uh, you know, motor sizes that are beginner friendly, kind of like, okay, so if you want a motor for, say, uh, a 500, then you should probably get this, uh, this, this motor size. And if you want for like uh, 280, then maybe you want, you know, something of this size. You know, don't, you don't need to go through all the sizes, just kind of like a, uh, a few of them so that, you know, people know more or less what to, what to order. You know? No problem at all. That's easy. So I can do that and uh, allow me just a small disclaimer first. The motor size recommendations I'm going to give you are all based on hard and heavy 3D abuse. So if you're not flying it as hard, then you might get by on a smaller size. But when I make a motor recommendation, it's always supposed to you know, be able to take anything you throw at it. So 
So the if you if you starting with very small ones, we have uh, for the 450 helis, we have a 2520 status size. We have a 3220 for for the 380s, and in the 500 class, there is a 4020 that would be the right size for your 500, you know, 480 500 size. We have a for the 550s a 4025, and for anything that is 600, we we had a 4035, and there used to be nothing in between. But I just told Frank before, now we have a new motor that is a 4030 HT. It's going to come out as one of our new beta motors. Uh, so this is one of the, the, the new beta reveals. It's going to be a 4030 HT, which might just bridge the gap between the 4025 and the 4035. To this day, we've always said that from our, from our portfolio, the 4035 would be the appropriate size for 600, 610 size plates. But sometimes if the, if the whole build is a little lighter or the goal is to go with the lighter weight uh, or you're not flying it as hard you might get by on a smaller status size so the 4030 HT should fit right in there and give you an additional option and I'm very very curious to see what people are going to come up with which kind of combinations and setups so that that covers everything to the to the 600 class and then we have a 4525 and the 4530 so those would be your, your 700 size and 800 size motors so there's a 4525HS and the 4530HS. The HS is the high-speed series. And if you're flying 3D, then I usually don't recommend the 4525HS because it's our, our most entry-level 700-sized motor and it's perfect for beginners and light 3D or you know uh, scale applications or long flight times. But if you're going anywhere above light 3D, go with a 4530HS. That's the best, the best combination of, of power and flight time. And if you want to take it up a notch, then there's a 4525HT, the high torque series, which is a little more power oriented. And there's a lighter version with the 4525HT or the bigger version that is the 4530HT. I've always believed that for 700s, in most cases, the 4530 is the superior status size because it's just so endlessly more forgiving than a 4525. It usually runs cooler and gives you by that even more flight time. So that will be everything up to 700, 800 class. So the 800 is easily driven with a 4530 HT. But what we also just coming up with is a 5040 HS. So that's like big, huge, huge birds. Uh, we're going to try some speed heli flying with that. Yeah, that's something Greg's just working on. Me, uh, Greg Ringo, he's actually he's on the Maniacs team. We were talking about that this week. That he's, yeah, You guys are going to be building him a motor for that. So I bet all the speed freaks will be coming to you here soon. To talk about that, can I um, can I can I just tell you a, quick, a very very quick story? When I was at Global 3D two years ago, because last year well it didn't happen, we were watching the the speed heli competition, and I was looking at it for a couple of minutes with with Utah, and we both like okay, this is after a couple of minutes you have the feeling you've seen it, and then uh, I got a request so one and a half years later from from Walter or one of our skill guys in Austria like build me a heli for acrobatic show with a 2.8 meter vario apache and he's flying oh. that thing in you know like acrobatic show so we built this 50 oh. 40 motor and in order you know that this motor hasn't been tested before so i, I you know look for one of our team guys in austria it's like, okay bring your heli bring any kind of heli we can fit that motor on and let's just beat the crap out of it to make sure this motor works before we put it into this huge bird and because i don't want to have that come down crashing Sure. And we would, he was he was flying. He's like, okay, it works. He's like, take it up a notch. Like, 
do some speed runs and he, he looked at me like I've never done that before. It's like I I know, but just try it. Like try to kill the motor. And he, <laughs> he started, you know, like ascending and, and then and then turning around and, and flying towards the ground. And I could see yeah. that how he started to shiver. Yeah. And I started to shiver as well because like I didn't want that, you know, his whole hell to crash, you know, but everything went well. And I, I gotta say that it's something else if you have a dog in the fight, you know, it's watching it is yeah. like is the heli gonna, you know, how's the how's the approach gonna be? Is the motor gonna hold up? Is the pilot gonna hold up? So that's yeah. And I think Greg has just gotten a taste of that now, and I'm curious to see what we can do, just for you know the sh the sake of of testing our motors to the extreme even more. Yeah, that's very cool. That is very very cool, and that's a good explanation because you kind of broke it down per size, up and down your series, and per the helicopters too. Um, so I, I have one of your motors. I have the, the 4530 HT, the 510KB. And it was funny because when I got that motor, I, uh, we were talking about it, you and me. And I came and said, hey, you know, I'm flying this and I want to try one of yours. So I went with a much smaller version. I went with the 4525. And if you guys could see Vince's response, he's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to do that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I've been flying for a long time. I, I think True I know that. what I'm doing here, Vincent. And he's like, no, 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 no. What, what ESC do you have? It's like, yeah, I'll get a 200 for it. Okay. And then he's like, we're going to do a 4030 HT on a on 510 KV. It was, this is going on my Spectre. So I knew a lot of his guys flew XL already. So I was like, oh, I better listen to, to Vincent when it comes to this because, you know, he has experiences, you know. And what do I know? You know, I've been flying other brands for a long time. So this might be better equipped for it. Granted, I have a, I have a lot of Sporky in order, so that that that's that's a thing there. But man, this Eagle Drift has not let me down one bit. It's been a powerhouse from the get-go. It has all the power in the world. And, you know, very similar. I live in South Florida in the lower part of the United States where it's hot all year round. And I've never had a problem with the butter. So And do you let it just cool down between flights? No, it's one battery after the other. No, no, yeah. no time for that. Yep. Send it to you. in the great worth of Keith William. Send it to you. End it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what you just described is is a very accurate um, description of what usually happens when somebody asks asks me or comes to ask me for a motor recommendation. Like I usually uh, they usually uh, come to me like, hey, I'm uh, is this a good motor? And then I usually get what kind of flying style you want to do, what do you want from this heli, which ESC are you running, uh, which blades are you running. And I usually, you know, it takes me a couple of a couple of minutes to interview people to make sure that they get the right motor and to get the best yeah. motor. Yeah, and I do that every couple, every single time. And so far, say I have, um, I have a good record of not shooting off too far too often. Yeah. Um, you mentioned HS and, and HE, and, and I have to admit that I cheated and I listened to Freefall RC where you talked about that. But just, just to clarify for, for our listeners that may or may not have listened to that. So HS is kind of like your, actually it's high speed. So it's kind of like your lower uh, end line and HT is high torque. So it's kind of like mm. your upper end line. No, the, the reason the HT, sorry to say no, but this no, it really not that. The, the HS motor is, is built with the goal of giving you the perfect balance of power and flight time. Okay. The HT motors are the worst motors, despite being more expensive. So from a motor building cool. perspective, the HS is perfect because it's like it gives you just the amount of power you need uh, and gives you ample flight time. The HT is is the nasty sibling to the HS, and it's 
it sacrifices some of your flight time to give you the bring the diapers power. Okay. <laughs> Say it again, bring the diapers? Yes, bring the diapers. This, <laughs> this has been our, our hashtag PSA for this motor for the 4530 HT for, for a, a bit now. And it's even, I think it's now even the discount code in our store for the HT motors for the 4530 HT. Because the first time, you know, I, we, we sent people HS motors, 4530 HS, and they were like, wow, the power is insane. And then I tell them, okay, there's an HT that has 20% more. And they're like, what? Wow. Is it? Yep. Um, so wow. I think officially now that the 4530 HT, the 550 is rated officially at 13 and a half kilowatts peak power and wow. it can do far over 14. So that's like, it's one big powerhouse of a motor. And, you know, after having flown the 4530 HS, people believe that they are prepared for what they're about to experience. And I always tell them, bring the diapers because the first reaction I get from them is like, what the, yeah. something, something down that line. And That's it's not an uncommon for the, you know, landing the first flight and like shaking, like, are you okay? Yes, that was something <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, bring the diapers 4530 HT mode. Bring it up. That should be that should be the hashtag. Like that should be the the, the title of this episode, Javier. Bring the diapers. Bring the diapers. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> nice, nice. I like that. Hey, Vincent. Uh, one more question that I just I just remembered and. And I'm sorry, uh, but you know I have to speak for for what I what I know. Uh, uh, you know I've been in the hobby not that too long, um, and usually I choose I, I have chosen my equipment so far. You know to try to standardize between all. If I find something, and sometimes I choose my equipment because it's reliable. Sometimes I choose my equipment because uh, it's just what uh, I get recommended. And sometimes uh, you know I will kid you not. Sometimes I just uh, choose them for the most dumb reasons but um and then i end up standardizing and, and keeping that brand but um you know uh the brand that i that i use right now you know it's nova it comes on um on shaft on different shaft sizes and it comes with the flat on the shaft i just wanted to know if your motors you know are the same if they come in different shaft sizes for different helicopters and if they come already pre-cut with a you know, you know with a flat to be able to, yes. to, to, put, to put it. Yes, so for the 700 class, for the 4525 uh, and 4530, we have a six times 32, 35 millimeter shaft and a six times 55 millimeter shaft. For the smaller models, for the 4025, we have, I think, even six different shafts. So there is a six times 20 with a bevel in the end for the TDF. There is a six times 23.5 for goblin 570 excel power 550 there is a six times 32 which is the standard one there is a six times 44 for scale there is a five times 32 for synergy and uh, and the logos yeah and for the new hts for the new 4025 hts at the moment there's only one shaft there's only the the six times 32 because that's the one shaft that we built for the 4025 ht that came out with the kraken 580 and depending on what you guys you know ask us to do we're gonna do a couple shafts more versions more for the 4025 ht the 4030 ht that is brand new now has a i think it's a, a six times uh, 38 millimeter preliminary shaft length because we might you know make it a little shorter if we come if we come to find that the 38 are just you know it's better to have the shaft too long than too short and i know that's what she said but that's so 38 <laughs> millimeter 
And the 4035 as well now has, at the moment, the HS has a, a, 30, a 38 millimeter shaft and a 40 millimeter shaft, a scale shaft. And all the shafts we have have a, a flat side along the entire length. So just, just shortly after the, the shaft exits the, um, the base, then it's just a small step and then you have all the, the, the flat face. Nice, nice. That's actually better. So uh, now uh, going back to the beginners, if uh, if if I have a helicopter, you know, you know, say, uh, you know, the, the five air, you've already said, you know, there's kind of like specific shaft for that. But let's say that I have like a weird, like, uh, uh, like let's say a Goblin six thirty, which uh, or uh, you know, or um, or the Black Thunder six fifty, which are models that are you know very rare, you know, that that ended up being discontinued and. They didn't last too long because they got, you know, changed for something else. And if they need like a weird shaft size, uh, is that something also that you would be able to do, let's say for an extra cost, if I need a specific size shaft so that I don't need to cut it? Because I know that, for example, I'm, I'm lazy and I'm just, I, I'm just practical at sometimes. You know, I just want the thing to come in, bolt it, uh, connect it, get it up in the air. You know, I don't want to, I don't even have the tools to cut to cut shafts, you know? So I don't, I don't want to worry about that. So would it be uh, something that you could do? I'm sure we could find some way to do it, yes. So far, I got to say that we haven't really had any heli where we wouldn't have had a shaft that fits. The TDF, I think, was the most exotic shaft that we did because uh, it needs the, the bevel in the end to be inserted into the one-way bearing. But I think apart from that, all the shafts, let's say I, I'm, we're still to find the model where one of the shafts that we already have wouldn't fit. And if need be, I could, from the back of my head, think of two guys who could, you know, make a, even a single piece custom shaft. They're not within our company, but I know like hobbyists with, with, uh, with the right tools. So let's say if, you, if, that really, if you'd really find the model where we, would, we don't have a shaft, let's say if you talk me into it, I could probably even say either get you in contact with somebody who can build a shaft for you. But so far it's, We've never had that problem. We've never had a shaft, or let's say a missing shaft to this day. Okay, okay, perfect. And, uh, and let's say for, again, for the beginner, if, if I went into your website, would I be able to find, you know, most models of helicopters and the right motor and motor size shaft for my helicopter? Or is that something that I would have to, like, contact you to ask you about it for a recommendation? You should be able to... I'm, I'm, ver, I'm always very critical of, of, of websites and of our own as well, especially because I have a little bit of a background in, in e-commerce. So if you ask me if there's stuff we can improve, there's always going to be tons of, and I can make you a list that will keep us busy for the next five years probably. But <laughs> I've, we're, we're constantly trying to make our website easier. So let's say there's a filter where you could... If you go to the manual of your heli and you look for the shaft requirement that, you, that you, your kit has, you should be able to to drill down in the navigation of our store within just maybe two or three clicks to find either the right status size or the right shaft diameter and shaft, shaft length to filter down. And it's gonna give you it's gonna give you the right options for that selection with just two clicks. I think. Cool, cool, nice. That's that's. That's that's very good. Um, so far, so good, uh, Vincent. Uh, it, you've you've uh, so far you've you've you've, uh, you've impressed me with you know with with the offer from Megadrift. That's that's pretty good. Now I would like to you know again putting on my 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 beginner hat, which you know I still consider myself a newbie, anyways. The, when you when you buy a motor, um, and again I'll refer to and and you know it's, it's 
I, I, I get, you know, it's just because of what I know. Um, you know, uh, I usually, when, when I purchase my motors, I know that I can go to the webpage and it gives the suggested settings for that motor as well. Uh, you know, like PWM and timing suggested for that, for that motor to, to, to configure it. So uh, what I would like to ask of you is if you could help us a little bit in explaining, you know, how those parameters work, because I think that most people, myself included, I just go and, and put whatever is the default. You know, if, if, if it says, oh, for this particular model of, of, of motor and this particular model of VSE, you actually need to change this, this parameter. But most of my motors have been just, just use the stock parameters and that's it. But is there some benefit or actual need to change these parameters for, for the motors, you know, like uh, some sort of tuning that might help your motor to perform better? if you tweak these parameters? Absolutely. And I'm glad you bring this up because this is, I think, 95% of all the support questions we, we get are <clears throat> revolve around the, the timing settings for the motors because the HS series, other than what other manufacturers and, and other models might require, uh, the, the HS series is usually run best on the nine degree timing. And the stock default timing on, on a lot of ESCs is 15 degrees. And if you're running a 15 degree timing on the HS motors, chances are you're not going to be running this motor on very good settings and it's going to get warm even. So 15 degrees timing, which is the default in, in hobby wing ESCs, if I'm not mistaken, is, is very wrong for, for the Tango motors. And this actually shows something that I've, I've been telling people forever. One of the signs of a, of a good motor, of a well engineered motor is that it reacts very finely to granular changes in the settings. If you think a race car motor, you know, they, they are able to tweak every little bit of that motor and slight changes in, in, in the programming of the motor will make it perform very different for different tracks. So one of the qualities of a well-built motor is that it reacts very fine to changes in the settings you run it on. If you take a mediocre motor, you can throw about any settings that it then will be almost performing identically with those settings, you know, just very mushy. But if you take one of our motors, for example, and you run it on 15 degrees timing and you run it on nine degrees timing, uh, you're going to notice a considerable difference between those two. Okay. 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 So is that, is that some... something that you could tune, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, with performance of the motor or is there, because, you know, there's, and, and, and this makes me laugh every single time because, you know, every time I ask, Hey, you know, uh, how do I tune, you know, let's say uh, the, the the main gain on a heli? Oh, uh, just do an inverted funnel. And then if you're tail kicks, then uh, I mean, oh my, come on. I mean, you know, so. Just do an inverted funnel. And once your heli hits the ground, your but, problem is going to be solved. <laughs> right. But, that, you know, you know, I would like to know, you know, some more, you know, down to earth, you know, beginner, how to really tune a motor, you know, how do you know that, you know, I'm tweaking in the right way? Is that like via temperature or if, or if you feel that your motor, you know, uh, if you could do like, let's say a punch, punch out that probably everyone could, could do if it's, if it starts, if you start hearing that the motor starts to die, then it's time to change the, the timing this way or so forth, you know, some sort of guide, uh, you know, yes. kind of like overall guide how to tune your motor, you know, an easy way. Mm. Step one, pick up, take, your, take out your phone, uh, go to Google and search for hardware store. Then drive there and pay 25 bucks to get a temp gun. This is the best first step to take. Like, 
get a temp gun, uh, do some kind of a standardized flight with your with your heli, and then measure the the temperature of the motor. Because usually, starting from from a, like what I would consider a regular use case, somebody bought a hobby wing EC, bought a Tango HS motor, went to fly them, then contacts me, he's like, okay, the motor is getting slightly warm. And I said, okay, how warm? I don't know. Can you touch it? Yeah, I can. <laughs> But, you know, it's a very subjective uh, temperature. Felt temperature is something that is very, well, unstandardized. So get a temp gun and, and try to get an accurate reading on the temperature of the motor. That would be the first. Then probably, you know, ask around. There's a lot of people who fly tango motors and get a, a feedback very, very easily. What is the, the, the standard kind of temperature that this motor is running on? So if you take, take one of the 4530 HS, 4525HS, those are usually landed on 90 to 100 degrees Fahrenheit, which is really, really low. And if you're running the motor, if, if the motor temperature is anywhere above that, there's an indicator that something is off. And 90% of the time, of the time uh, I ask people, like, what's the timing you have on your motors? I don't know. I didn't change it. Okay, so please, you know, often it's a hobby wing. If you're on the ESC that has auto timing, you might be somewhat screwed in, in, some, in some situations because... Auto timing is giving you it's giving you a lot of ease of use, but at the same time there's a cost to that, and that is usually the the missing ability to to change anything much on the parameters you're running your motors on. And they work well, but they're gonna be a little warmer usually. So if you take an I don't know, a Contronic ESC, for example, it will run the motor 15 degrees, 20 degrees warmer than Hobbywing usually, or YGE, for example. YG works really well as well. But let's say if you're running auto timing, you might have to just accept that the motors are running a little warmer than what you could be running them on if you had a different ESC. That's that's one thing. But get a, get an idea of where your motor temperature is at and then where it should be. And then check the, the settings. And if people take down the timing from 15 to 9 degrees, 9 out of 10 times, I don't hear from these people anymore. Let's say that the problem is solved and the next thing I hear is like, oh, that's great, thanks. I asked him, like, did you solve your problem? Oh, yeah, it's running, it's running great, thanks. Like, okay, I never <laughs> heard back from you. No, no, I just didn't want to bother you. But it was one, it's perfect, thanks, I'm very happy. Next time uh -huh. I hear, hear from them is when they order the next motor. It's something that's usually happening, yeah. Let's say, usually check your timing. That's the HT motors, the 4530 HT, 4525 HT. Those can take 15, the 15 works there, and uh, the default might be fine on those. But the HS motors like really they go, go to a 90 degree timing and start there because the timing for a motor is not something that we could list as a specification on our website. If you check our website, I think it says 5 to 15 degrees timing because the timing is something that is very setup specific, like model specific. The combination of the, of the blades, the motor, the heli, the weight, uh, the pilot, the flying skills, the flying style, all this plays into the timing that's going to be ideal for your for your application. Let me give you an example. We had Christian in Hungary who runs a YGEC and he tested he tested all the very uh, all the available options like 6 I think it's 6 12 18 degrees and auto timing. And he came to the conclusion that auto timing performed the best for the style of flying he does. We had um, our pilot Luis in Spain who is who is mainly into F3C and he did the exact same same ESC uh, it was a different motor. I have to admit there was a different motor, but he did the same checks on 6 degrees, 12 degrees, 18 degrees in auto timing. And for his flying style, 6 was much better than auto. So the timing okay. recommendation that we give with 9 degrees is really just a starting point. 
know, go fly it, then change the timing like one, two degrees and try to do the exact same flight again and measure the, t the temperature. Because you should be able to take down the timing gradually without noticing any loss of power. As soon as you start noticing that, that you lose power, just go one degree back up and leave it there because you've just found the perfect timing. The lower the timing, the better it is for your system because the lower timing is going to create a, a more efficient setup, is going to create um, give you more flight time, uh, going to create a more reliable setup. I'll try to put this very carefully. Using a very high timing is in most ways, in, in most situations, a way of cheating the motor into having more power than, than it actually should be running on. So if you see recommendations for very, very high timings, this is usually an attempt at making a motor look more powerful than it really is. Okay, makes sense. If the timing is too high, you're going to, to lose energy because the, 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 the subsequent phase is going to be charging already with the rotor not being there yet. And at the same time, if the timing is too low, then you might be wasting energy, you know, holding the bell the rotor back in its rotation rather than moving it forward. So there is no there is no generally valid perfect timing that I could list on the website or as a spec for a motor. Like I can give you a starting point, eight, nine degrees on the HS motors is usually the best starting point. And I would say 90% of people leave it there because it just works. Khan, for example, if Khan flies a 4025 HS, uh, he trains on nine degrees and then uh, if he goes to, you know, demo flights, for example, he might like take it up one, two, not one, two degrees, maybe 12 to 12 degrees just to, you know, give him the edge of these go to 13 or these go to 11. Okay. Fair. Right. Um, yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. That, that was a good guy because I've, al I've always, you know, wor wor you know, wondered about that. And, and, uh, you know, Frank will tell you, I'm always str struggling with overall tuning. You know, I'm always trying to find, you know, where my helicopter can, can feel like I expect it to feel, you know, and, um, and, and the problem is that the helicopters, you know, consistency of RPM will, will, will be either, you know, problems with the governor, or problems with the, uh, you know, with, with the incorrect settings of the governor or with the incorrect settings uh, with the motor or with, uh, you know, issues with, uh, with too, much, uh, too much load because you have too much pitch. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that can affect, you know, your RPM yep. performance. And uh, sometimes it's, it's hard. It's hard to try to understand. But I think that uh, what you said is very good. I think that most people, you know, again, as I said, you know, myself included, don't really pay attention to probably what should be the first point of tuning, which is the motor. You should probably tune your motor first, uh, first of all, you know, make sure that you have the appropriate timing and then start playing around with, with the next things because it might be fooling you into something that tweaking something else might not give you the performance that you want. So uh, I thought that it was very helpful. I think that your, your, your description was very helpful. And I think that I'll, uh, my next yeah. purchase in the hobby will be a temp gun. It's value for money. This is really, you know, I've been joking when, when this whole COVID thing came around uh, and they, they started to measure people's temperature on their forehead. <laughs> and this might be a bit of a dark humor, but, you know, I've, when this, when COVID started, I, I just kept saying, like, you know, we tried to prepare people by telling everybody to get a Tempcon. <laughs> the $25, dollars $25, that you that those usually cost is, is in this hobby is really neglectable cost. And it will help you to identify weak points in your setup, but it's a tuning potential very, very easily. And, you know, it's as easy as reading the screen. 
right 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 okay that that's that's very good that you you've uh i think you've you've put one more thing on my list to do and i think that i'll start on that you know next you know to be honest with you i think that i'll i'll start with uh with the motor and uh and take it from there because i do uh what i do is that you know as, as you said you know i just put my hand on the motor and i said oh it feels a little bit too hot you know when when you know the outside temperature temperature is too high you know, like 80s, 90s, I just say, oh, this motor is too, is, too is, 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 you know, always comes back too hot. So I probably should just go and fly a different heli. And that's usually what I do. I just fly one heli and then fly another heli and let it rest and then fly another heli just because no, I, this... I feel like, like, uh, I probably shouldn't be flying this one because it feels too hot. You know, I don't want to have risk of, like a shutdown or something in flight. So I'll just let it be. So I think that, you know, what you've told me, I think that the, 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 uh, of course, you'll tell me that what I need is to get an echo drift motor, but I think that yes. what I need is to... 100%. You know, like letting, letting your motors cool down between flights is a thing that you can totally forget about flying on motors. There's no need at all. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'll, I'll definitely tweak my settings and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll consider, you know, an, an echo drift motor for the next... For the next project, you know, for sure. Kenny, Kenny is yeah. Kenny is probably not gonna like me saying this, but uh, you know, just just shortly after after we took on Kenny on the team two years ago, it was early you know, early twenty nineteen. He he came out with a with a motor cooler. He had designed a yellow motor cooler with a three D yeah. printer thing, and yeah, yeah, that product. I don't know about his sales of this of this product, but. I think it, it plummeted very quickly because he just had no chance to demo or use it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Actually, I have two of those. So, uh, have you ever have you ever used them on our motors? I don't think I've ever used them. Period. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He's, he had uh, been working on that before. From, you know, it's been has been some time leading up to that release. As soon as he switched, I'm not gonna say anything to that. But let's say he's once he started flying our motors, yeah, that was. I think he he made his his peace with that <laughs> that product. Yeah. Uh, interesting. So you know, to build on what Javier says, because he he makes he always has Javier has a way to looking at things from a different perspective than I do. So I always try to at least try at every every other episode or once in a while it's look at it from his point. Javier is very meticulous about maintenance on the stuff. So how often should you, like on a motor, there's not many, many things you have to maintain other than the bearings and not even the shafts. Not even, not even them. No. So, so Khan, Khan is flying his, his motors for like two, 3,000 flights without ever touching anything. Oh, wow. I mean, he might be rubbing them at night to cherish them. But, <laughs> but other than that, no. No, really, wow. the bearings... The, the bearings that we use are all EZO bearings, uh, completely maintenance-free. Please don't oil them. This is not. This is a certain way to to you know kill the bearings. Um, the shafts are from a very special steel that is usually used in, in the carbon. I don't know the English word for that, but you know the carbon drive is the is the transmission on the rear drive car with the motor in the front. Mm -hmm. and this rod has, is made from a very special steel that is the same that we use on our shafts, which, cool. which allows us to, to get by on a smaller diameter than would usually be required to achieve the same properties. So this, the, shafts, the shafts are very light, very rigid. 
um, they are actually one of the hidden features of the motor. And, you know, few people know that, but the, the shafts in the Tango motors are very, very special. Very cool. Nice, nice. Now, now that you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, little, little hidden details, there's one thing that we like to say here, and uh, we call it, you heard it here first. So being, being I, I, have to, I have to admit that being a guest on our show means that you have to spill the beans about something. You have to let us know about something that's that's going to come in. I don't want to hold you to, to you know to get into trouble. But. No, I do, I do. Yeah, <laughs> Vincent, we need we need we need you to let us know about something that comes out. Before the forty it comes thirty, out, so the, the forty thirty status size just before is the first time that this has ever been publicly mentioned. Because oh. I, I, I gotta I gotta admit, like after the the, the free four podcast, uh, I was like, okay, I have I have to, to find something to you know give give your listeners a new experience and not keep repeating the same stuff so like okay let's let's talk about stuff that have not been talked about so the yeah. new beta program that i've just uh, i don't know if you've seen the video that i did yesterday let's say we released mm -hmm. yesterday about the lasering of our new beta motors so i think if we want to talk about the, this new beta program a bit I think it hasn't been talked about much yet, and cool. that's the show. The show we plan for tonight is gonna is not gonna happen because I'm, I'm here doing the interview with you. Uh, we could just <laughs> we could just we could just use the, the the show to to reveal some of the information that I had planned. Awesome. So then you, if you want that, so there's there's um, new HT motors in the 40 status size. So there's gonna be additional options for the 4025 HT. We built the very first HT 4025. For the Kraken 580, that was an 1190 kV for 6S, and now there's going to be a 550 kV, a 580 kV. Let me just grab my list. I have a list of the whole, just fresh, fresh from production, all the windings. So there's a 550 kV, a 580 kV. There's going to be some the 800, 900 range for for other applications. There is going to be a 1050 kV, which should be the perfect, you know. Step up on the 4025 HS for let's say the XL Power 550, for example. So, if you've got an XL Power 550, the 4025 HT, the whole HT series on on the on the 40 size stator class is, is a bit different from the, the big ones as it's not only about the power, but we also managed to to drop the temperature quite considerably. So, Andre, who's been testing the 1050 kV, for example, told me that in Celsius because it's Austria, but the temperature is about it's good 20 degrees Celsius lower than on the HS. So the smaller motors have always been a little warmer. This is to a variety of reasons. And one of them being that the smaller status size and the smaller status volume gives you less space to dissipate the heat and distribute the heat inside the motor. And at the same time, the smaller status size prevented us from using some of the, the cooling technologies that we did on the larger ones. But we've found something some way to to get them cooler without increasing the weight by too much and so we've managed to get those a little cooler as well they are slightly different so they're not just a different wind the motors are 2.5 millimeters higher uh, so they have different shafts and that's why the only shaft option that we have at the moment for these is the six times 32 and there's going to be a whole new 4030 ht size that we haven't done at all until now uh going to be some 500 600 kv ranges uh, 580 and, and the 1080 and the 1000 and we're looking something like 930-ish for 7S uh, Kraken builds, 7S Oxy 5s, this Oxy 5 Mac, this kind of range to give you a middle ground between the 4025 status size and the 4035 status size that we had before. 
And on the 4035, there's also going to be some, some, some scale models. Like it's going to be a 390 kV and in, in the 470 uh, because the scale models that we built started like one and a half, two years ago, uh, they are really selling well. So when, I, when we came up with our motors, we came out with our motors and they were so cool running and everybody approached us like how, how cool running they are. I thought, okay, this should be perfect in the closed fuselage. Yep. And Very then cool. we, we, we made this, this scale collection and we're constantly trying to improve. So there's going to be some ways to, to get those even cooler because, you know, inside the, the, the fuselage heat buildup, heat is always the enemy of, of, of scale builders. But for, for 3D, you know, there's going to be a 530, 550, 575. I think this is the preliminary numbers um, to give you all the kind of power you need for 600, 610 blades this size yeah nice that's and, very cool man and as this is something new because you, you you said before that if if you go to our website you know for some motors for the larger ones especially the 4530 hs the 4525hs and the ht models you can even find a gallery of the hobby wing settings that our pilots use khan and kenny and i've i've always wanted to to expand on that and to get this for a wider variety of models but at the same time, it takes it takes a while to get all the feedback from pilots. So what we've what we've decided now is to come up with a new program. There's our beta program, and we have those those new models are going to come out with the special lasering as as kind of beta models that are going to be available through us directly and through a few selected resellers that we are in very very close contact with, because we want to get the connected or let's say we want to get more the most direct feedback from the people who buy these beta motors to tell us which applications they're using it in on which plates, which setups, which gearings to, you know, collect all this information and, and um, distill it into recommendations. So come up to me and ask me, okay, I want to build a, a Goblin Kraken 580, for example, with I don't know, 6S, it's easy. I can tell you, go, go for the 1190 KV. But if you come up with a more exotic setup, let's say 7S, for example, or if you want, I don't know, to try a 4035 in a, in a 700 machine, those kind of, you know, like I'm very curious to see what what people are going to come up with, what they're going to start experimenting with. And this beta program is, is going to allow us to build a, a rather wide variety of, of models. And from these, then after, you know, having found the, the, the which ones are the ones that we use the most, that people look for the most, uh, take from these a couple of production models that we can then uh, prepare for the dealers and for our distribution chain. Ah, nice. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like your approach to it. You know, you're, you're, you're attacking in multiple ways. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's an attempt at getting the motors out faster because we test our motors. Of course we do. And we've been testing, let's say when the, when the 40, 25 HT 1190 came out together with the Kraken 580, I asked the team at the factory, okay, build me a couple of 550s and build me a couple of 1050s. And without anybody sure. knowing, I handed those to team pilots, like, okay, go fly them. Um, they've been doing that for over half a year now. When did the Kraken came out? I think it's, oh, uh, oh, it's almost a year now. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, almost a year. I think it was yeah, June. Yeah, it's almost a year. Yeah, yeah June, so July. Those two motors have been have been out well as they have been for testing for a year now. And the the pilots or pilots that have them, like, why don't you release them? Said, yeah, you know, it's just no time to do that. So <laughs> that's <laughs> we're gonna do that. And you know, all the all the, the custom wines we do, there is no way we could put them through practical testing. And we've been doing these for three years now, and I've never ever had a customer who wasn't like super happy with his custom wine. 
because there is theoretically no reason why a motor with just a different QV shouldn't work just as perfect as one with a different QV. Whether or not it's perfect for the application is something that you need to test. But the motor per se is, the motor is a very stupid thing. I don't, don't want to, you know, upset, uh, upset our motors by calling them stupid. But a motor per se is, is a very stupid thing. It reacts to, you know, the setup around it. It reacts to the settings uh, that you see. It tells it what to do. And it has to do that well. But basically, the motor will do as you tell him. So if we have an 1190 KV, 4025 HD, the 1050 is going to perform just as good as the 1190 KV, even without having tested it extensively for a year before releasing it. So with this beta program, we of course, all the motors that, we, that we're going to put into this beta program have some have undergone rudimentary testing to make sure that they work and they're, they're flawless and everything. We've done that for, for a couple of months now. But let's say getting all the information from the from the users like okay which settings are you running them on which work best on which blades on which helis i want to have all this information in store for when we put those in for for out for a broader audience and they are available right now as beta for the public but let's say if we if you have a dealer and who sells the motors um and they ask us hey which kind of settings can you recommend for this motor it's always good to have that and to be able to give these to, to our dealers and our, our customers in a second. And this beta cool. program is going to allow us to, you know, speed up the process of collecting all this user data and increasing our support even better, to make it even better. Nice, nice. To make it even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's that's cool. That's cool. I mean, let's um, make that... let's make things better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, that that takes advantage of you know of, of your custom winding options. I mean, and it really helps to you know people understand that you know if you want the the right uh, motor for your application, you don't have to you know go through all the gearings. I mean, you can just keep your gearing and make sure that you have the, night, the, the gearing that you want and work on the motor because most people, you know, work on the gearing to try to achieve, you know, what they want um, because, you know, because they don't have all these options, right? To, to get exactly the KV that, that they want. So they play around with the gearings, but sometimes, uh, you know, they, they can't find the right gear or they, they don't do, you know, the right gear that, that yeah. would give them what they are after. So now they can get the right motor for whatever gearing that they have available. So that's, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I, I like the idea and I like that this beta program will, will allow that idea to, to flourish, I guess, you know, to, for people to understand, you know, the capabilities and the power of really getting exactly what they want. So, so that's exactly. Good. And it's, 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 it's going to be you know, an, an, a chance for people to basically help us decide which kind of motors they want, they need. Yeah, because right now we have, I'd say it's almost a hundred different models for heli motors at the moment. And it's for our, for our dealers at the same time, it's, it's a challenging job, Like which ones do you pick? And we can only make assumptions about, okay, this setup with these helis is with these blades and it's going to be, you know, needing this kind of KV, but then people, they love to experiment. It's a hobby and I would, you know, doing the same. So like, Hey, but what if I, you know, what if I did that and I could have this and then, hmm. and this beta program is, you know, we might just find new interesting combinations that we wouldn't have thought about. I'm really, really curious about, you know, the direct contact to, to people who use them telling us, oh, I tried this on these plates and these plates work better. And I tried it, you know, I stepped, used one, one tooth less on the pinion and it changed my heli's behavior to this. 
we're all in this hobby learning and, and, and finding new ways to do stuff and finding new things that work. And sometimes you have to try something that hasn't been tried before. And I'm always up for that, you know. So a beta program is going to do that. There's one big advantage we have to software development. With software development, you always expect bugs. And I'm 99.9% sure that we are free from bugs unless they are, you know, sitting on the motor somewhere in outside summer. <laughs> it's a, the, the mechanics of the motor, the mechanical components are the same. If, you know, if you take a 4025 HT with 1050 KV or 1190 KV, the wire diameter is going to be different because or might be different to get a better copper fill grade, you know, kind of turns, the, the amount of turns and the, <clears throat> and the wire diameter determine you know you have to play around to get a good copper field grade but there's a lot of a lot of different combinations you can do and the only way to 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 find out the perfect ones is basically to allow people uh, to get them all and then find out which ones work the best for which applications because it's not about finding out whether the motor works it's kind of fine it's it's about finding out whether this is the perfect motor kv for this kind of combination in my setup, that makes any sense. Yep, yep, yep. All right, that that's very interesting, Vincent. I, I I like that idea, and and you know I think that it that you 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 were right, you know about mm. you know people in this hobby um, that they they like to experiment, and I think that it seems like you're doing well as a company, but it, it seems like these kinds of programs will help you even better because people in this hobby are looking to have that sort of connection, right? Um, you know, with with a brand. You know, they don't like to have a brand that, that feels like a company, right? They want to have, yep. they want to work with a brand that feels like a body, like a, like a, like a flying body, you know, that, that really yep. understands them and that really can work with them to get them what they need and to keep playing around with these things. So, um, you know, when, when, we, when you have customer service and people that are open to, you know, to help you have a better hobby experience, then you know that just means that the company is gonna gonna do so much better. So so you're you're you're. I mean, I I, I like the the approach that you guys have. Really, it's uh, I think it's it's a very good thing. I tend to joke that we're the, the perfect candy store. You know, the perfect candy shop. <laughs> if whatever you need, we'll we'll find a way to build it, and it's usually <laughs> not even that difficult. So I think perfect. You know, the 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 the, the friendly buddy meets perfect candy store experience is is what people look for and i think what we where we feel very very comfortable with because that's that's who we are that's how we are cool it's awesome it's awesome nice 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 <laughs> wow i i uh, you know i've i've um, i think i've gone through all i all i all i wanted to yeah. to ask um this was this was really really a very interesting conversation um sometimes uh sometimes uh, you know even technical and sometimes beginner friendly i think it was very well-rounded it, it also helped us to learn a lot more about Echo Drift, you know, how it works, yeah. the philosophy, what they've got to offer. So I think that it was overall really good. What do you think, Frank? Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm stoked, you know. It, it was funny because I was, when I when oh, God, I want to talk about one more thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Javier. I am so sorry. Oh, come on. Um, yeah, I'm, the, I'm usually dude, the I, one that says one more thing. I mean, no, you're no, stealing no, no, my no, lines, I, dude. I, no, I'm sorry, dude, but we, I, have to, I have to bring this up. I got to talk to you about one thing about one of the members of your team, uh, Ben. Yes. Ben is Ben is the man. He's the man. He's the best. Yes, love Ben. Uh, ben is uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> Ben is Ben is putting in. He's putting in such an effort. This is amazing. Yes, he's he. We've <laughs> Ben and, and and me. 
he has to endure me almost on a daily basis for several hours at night because uh, the two of us, you know, get all fired up. Okay, we could do this, and then okay, we have to do this, and uh, here's an opportunity that we to, that we could take. And he's built a team of amazing guys throughout the U.S. within like no time now, together mm -hmm. with with Direct, who is our new distributor for the U.S. We opened up this pilot application form on their website, and man, we had. I don't know, it was like 50 or something applications within within the first couple of hours. And so Ben, you know, started like looking at everybody, where are they located? Uh, how is their background? What are they flying together? A variation of the models. Because, you know, with the whole beta program before that was around, what we look for is a, is a wide variety of, of models that the, head, that the motors run into, you know, get very, very broad feedback. So in the selection of our team, we, we looked at the models people flew. We looked at, uh, at where they're located, um, which, which kind of um, uh, level of skill they have, because we also try to mix those. Because, you know, as, as, as Frank said, um, somebody who is new in the hobby will have a very, very different perspective. And it's very important to also, to, you know, to get people back into the hobby or let's say started in the hobby. Uh, you need to see things from a beginner's eye as well. I know I have sure. and I know all of you have. This is, you know, you start, you you're blown away by everything you have to know. So mm -hmm. seeing things from 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 the level of a pro pilot such as Kenny or Khan to somebody who is new in the hobby and spanning the whole the whole width between that, this is really really important. So even in our team, you know, there's people who who are like who I would consider pro pilots um, to people who have you know just you know getting into it to get a really good mix because those people will talk to other people to different people than somebody who is a pro pilot will it's it's the mix that makes it mm -hmm. and now it's, you know from coast to coast uh, from the northeast to the south to the midwest to the west is even uh, now with a new pilot Wilo in, in Puerto Rico so yes, we're really trying yes. to get get the whole US covered because the one thing I've always told everybody like, like when they ask me like okay um, what do I need to tell people about the motors and I tell them like don't tell them anything just let them try them let the product speak for itself we're in a very lucky position to have a product that is able to to blow your mind without any kind of uh, words needed around it so just go out there, try the motor, fly it, touch it. You know, it's something that we've done in Europe for, for years now. Like have somebody smack the crap out of a heli and then like, come touch my motor, touch my motor. We've done that at <laughs> event after event. You know, I think um, Ching Yang who just won um, the Mid-Atlantic Championships. Yeah, yes. Um, very proud of him. I'm very proud of him for that too as yes. well. Great pilot, great guy, and and you know like which temperature has your motor got? I don't know, but I can hold my hands on it forever. Okay. Yes, you know he's gonna have a he's 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 working on his PhD in electrical engineering. I yep. love I love talk I love talking to him. He's such a he's such a smart guy. He's you know he's I'm really proud to you know it's most just like you are to have him on your team. You know he definitely brings he he raises a level of and he lands and he lands skates up. <laughs> oh, see what I did there? I see, I see what you did there. Is, no, now, now I have to say something about uh, about ego drift. I have to think about a, a, a something like that. Yeah, but yeah, man. So yeah, this has been a great interview, man. And Vincent, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Uh, anything in closing statements that you wanna that we haven't talked about that you wanna uh, make sure that we cover? We are very, very approachable. 
that's something like if you have any questions like oh, can, can i con just just contact us with whichever way you find and you 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 yeah. that seems to be your thing be it i don't know be it messenger be it email if need be because i i'm really not a big fan of emails but even an email will do like any kind of way you can think of to 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 reach us to get in contact with us if you have any questions if you need help with you know selecting the right motor Uh, I do this on a daily basis. I love doing that. I think if, if you've ever talked to me, you, you know how much passion there is in our company. And yeah. just contact us if you need anything. Try them out. Give them a shot. You're not going to be disappointed. I think our motors... We did the whole 30-day money-back guarantee like two, yeah. three years ago. Started doing that. Uh, where we told people, okay, buy the motor, fly it for 30 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. This has been working amazing for, for almost three years now, two and a half years now. So we're very confident. And even if you go to our website, the first thing you're going you're gonna to read is you love them. And we're very convinced about that. Try them out. You won't regret it. You know, I am... It says, we know you love them. You have to. <laughs> we know you love them. Uh, well, I have just one complaint uh, and, uh, or one request, uh, I guess I could say instead of complaint it's just that and this is just a personal preference nothing nothing against uh nothing ag against against you or anything i just love red could you could you paint it differently? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it could be a javier edition yes the, the javier edition it, it, well the, it, the, 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 the sub edition the skit sub edition no 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 don't don't get this skits up involved it's the javier edition <laughs> okay, okay the black is coma can i just can i just send you a spray can <laughs> <laughs> you know uh so so testament to your quality of brackets i just looked it up right now i'm on i'm on Ellie freak and i went to their buy sell here first and out of all the motors i only see one ego drift for sale and i see a lot of other brands for sale so kudos to you for that as well it's very hard i've i've had people complain that it's hard to get a used tango motor yeah <laughs> i said yeah the, it's not a, yeah, it's not a just, common site it's funny because i had to go to halifax because i haven't seen any on facebook that's where i usually yeah. go most of the time if i'm looking for something used but i went here and this is where i saw that so kudos to you as well so I'm I'm very very happy and very proud because I would say that I I always joke that probably of of out of ten people that buy the very first Tango motor probably seven order at least the second one within the next three to four weeks because the sense, first experience yeah. they have is like wow I want that on all my helis yeah. we're working on some some special uh, 100% ego driven challenge coin <laughs> for the US. <laughs> As soon as you have five more than five of your helis outfitted with Eagle motors, you've got to get that. It's, we're working on that with, with, with Mike and Greg at the moment and Ben. You know, the, our, our basic idea and goal is to make this fun for everybody because it's a hobby and it's supposed to be fun and people are going, supposed to enjoy it. And we're doing everything we can to make sure they do. Nice, nice. That's that, that means whenever great. you buy your fifth motor, you'll get the letters in red. Ah, there you go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, Our, black is so timeless. <laughs> yes. And it goes black with everything, you know. It's, it's, it's actually, it's, it's the, the whole black color has a, has a very positive side effect because no matter the components that you build around it in, in the heli, the black's going to go with everything. Yes. Ah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm joking, of course, but um, because actually I have a friend and probably you know him, Mark, Mark Ravenel. Um, he, uh, he, he showed me a picture uh, of his uh, Kraken, 
you know, it had all black, you know, it had the air drift motor, the servos were black, you know, the, the, the ESC was black and it, it actually looked pretty cool, I have to admit it. So, so yeah, you're right, you know, black goes, goes with everything. So, and you know, all blacked out uh, components is actually easier than all red components. So um, uh, so yeah, I agree. You know, it's uh, it it does it does go with everything. And it black Very color important. is just you know cooler. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Nah, That's true. I, I people I always joke that I just can't do colors. Maybe I'm just not capable of colors. Look at our brand; it's all black and white, <laughs> monochrome. Yeah. yeah. You know, nice, in nice. a couple of years, maybe when when I have finished uh, colors one on one, I might start trying to introduce one. But so far, yeah. I'm, you know, keeping things simple with black, white, and all shades of, of, of gray in between. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. All right. Anything else or one more thing is you stole my line, Frank. Yes. I had to do it, you know. Ah, come on. All right. All right. Well, um, I guess I guess then that's that's it for today. Uh, I mean, Vincent, thank you so much. Thank you for so much for oh, being here, for, uh, for putting up with us and especially with me <laughs> and my bad jokes, <laughs> yes. I know. So, um, so yeah, I mean, just, uh, it's, it's amazing. I, uh, you know, uh, all joking aside, I, I really commend what you, what you guys are doing, you know, for, for the hobby. I think that, that the hobby needs, you know, companies, companies with that kind of, uh, thought, you know, that kind of, 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 of attention to detail, that kind of, of thinking outside the box, that kind of trying to really put themselves inside the mind of, you know, their customers, you know, their customers are people that are trying to have fun that, you know, that are using their disposable income for these, that they're not, uh, you know, living out of what they're doing. Uh, you know, the vast majority of them, you know, 1% only does that. So the vast majority of people don't, don't live out of, of, you know, flying helicopters, you know, they just, uh, they just want to have fun. They just want to decompress from uh, from re from actual actually real life. So they want it to be fun. And they want to explore. They want to you know meet with someone friendly. Um, I know that you know this hobby is part of I think uh, what makes it so unique and so amazing from any other hobby that um, you know it's just people that know that they're in something that's really really hard and that all they want is to have someone, you know, who can be with them as a buddy, you know, as a, as a friend, as someone that understands them, that understands that, that they just want to play around with their toy helicopters. And, uh, and the last thing they want is, you know, someone behaving like a corporate guy, like, uh, you know, like the eight hours that they spend their job. So, so kudos to you guys for, for doing that, for having that, that kind of attitude, um, you know, in this hobby, because that's, that's a perfect fit, you know, for this hobby. So uh, really, really, really kudos for you. It was uh, really great talking to you, Vincent. Thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity. I couldn't think of anything I'd like to do more at 4.30 a.m. Now it's 5.30 a.m. already. <laughs> the time <laughs> difference. Now it's been great fun. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. If, you, if you're interested in, in testing one of our new beta motors, uh, let me know because I could maybe hook you up with something. Is the first ones are just supposed to go out in the next two to three days. So like this is super brand new. If you're interested, if you can think of anything, maybe your secret project to to power that. Let me know. Maybe we, maybe we can find something for you as well. For sure, for sure. I'll I'll be talking to you, Vincent, when when that kind of time comes. It. Uh, I'm I have to save my pennies and uh, I have to make sure that you know my. My 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 hell is sold first. They for some reason they have been you know the sale used market right now is kind of slow. But uh, but once once it picks up and uh, and I'm able to monetize that, I'll start 
regaining uh, speed on that uh, secret squirrel project, and for sure I'll get in touch with you. <laughs> secret squirrel. <laughs> great. Well, if, if you don't have any other questions, then it's been it's been great fun. Um, thanks yes. so much, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. No problem. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming, and we look forward to talking to you in the future. All righty. Have a great Thank evening. You. Thank Have you so much. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.